The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome to Happy Hour. Welcome. It's good to see you all this evening. And we will start right into meditation again uh, and have a, a good long period for it this evening. So I'm inviting you to take your time to settle in. In the way that works best for you, what you know about yourself right now, what you need in this moment. Allowing yourself to notice how things are as you begin the meditation. And what's happening in your body, in your heart-mind. I find it's really helpful to start with that recognition and to remember it so that By the time we get to the end of the meditation, you can check in again. And perhaps you're checking in throughout the meditation, of course, with what is changing. But it can be helpful to just have a general sense from the beginning of the meditation to the end, what shifts in you. or what remains, that's equally important to know. And as we notice what's here in each of us this evening, there's no right or wrong. There's no need to make anything happen. No need to push any experience away, even if it's unpleasant or you wish it were something that wasn't happening. Allowing it and being with it in a kind way until the next experience is more prominent in the attention. Whatever is here is already here. It's reality in this moment. And we're giving it the gift of attention of awareness.
we may each know that paying attention to someone is a, is a gift in and of itself. If you pay attention to a friend, you're listening to what they're saying, looking at their body language, their facial expression, paying attention, giving the gift of being with your friend. In meditating, we're doing the same thing as if a very dear friend were paying attention to us, to what's going on inside of us. We might confide in a friend what's happening in their, our innermost thoughts and feelings. That friend could be a person of any age, could be an animal companion, could be any resource we find comforting that gives us time to be how we are in this moment. Among the kindnesses that a friend offers can be a sense of safety, a sense that if we tell them something, they aren't going to harm us with whatever we've shown them or said to them. And I'm talking here about a true friend. So maybe noticing as we meditate this evening, what these wishes that we offer sometimes in loving-kindness practice in metta that have to do with safety or freedom from harm, what those mean to you. So we sometimes say, may you be safe. Or may I be safe, if we're saying it for ourselves. May I be free from harm, or may I be protected from harm. As you meditate this evening, Allowing yourself to notice how in the moment-to-moment experience of what's right here, right now, how does protection from harm, freedom from harm, or safety, how do they show themselves to you? How, how do you experience those in this moment of meditation?
And as the moments shift and change, allowing yourself to notice, to touch base every once in a while with how in this moment is protection from harm showing itself? How in this moment am I safe or do I feel free from harm? We can touch base with the body. Touch base with feelings, emotions. as they come and go. Also any thinking as it comes and goes. Especially with the central focus on mindfulness, awareness of what's happening in the moment, what's shifting and changing. Where might we find the freedom from harm, the protection, the safety in awareness or mindfulness itself. The invitation is to stay with the awareness, stay with the mindfulness of what's happening now, rather than drifting off into stories or memories or worries, staying with what you're aware of now. How is that awareness in itself with respect to harm or lack of harm? And do this with a light touch, perhaps, and just touching into it every once in a while. Allowing space for Friendly wishes, kind wishes towards this body and heart-mind. As you meditate, letting it be a friendly meditation, a kind meditation.
if it's supportive for you, sending yourself wishes for freedom from harm or safety with phrases or just a felt sense of may I be safe. May I be protected from all harm. May I be free from harm. Very quietly, repeating those feelings or those phrases in the mind. Feeling what happens in the mind, heart, and the body as you say them for yourself. If, as you send yourself these friendly wishes for freedom from harm, safety, protection from harm, if you feel the heart 
the mind, the body welling up with good feelings and it fits for you, you can bring to mind someone else with whom you like to share these feelings of safety or protection from harm, freedom from harm. Giving yourself time to think of someone in your life who might benefit from this. Or you can even pick a group of people whom you may not know individually. They may not even live near you but towards whom you'd like to extend these kind, very caring wishes of safety, of protection from harm, and sending the wish to them with the feeling radiating from your body, your heart, mind, and if it's supportive with the words, May you be safe. May you be protected from all harm. May you be free from harm. Repeating that or continuing the inclination of the heart towards this other person or group of people. And if it's better for you this evening to extend the wishes to yourself, please continue extending these wishes for you. For your safety, your protection. By being safe within, we can be a resource of safety for other people. If the mind brings up ways in which you don't feel free from harm or you think others are not free from harm, allowing yourself simply to notice that with kindness as information, as the care in your heart that's showing you 
the kind of freedom from harm that you'd like for people or yourself. And sometimes that there's a lack of that. It's all right to notice that and not try to push it away, but tenderly care for that recognition.
So there's <clears throat> there's a way in which we could say all of this practice that we do, all of these loving kindness practices, all of the practice awareness, all of mindfulness, is helping us notice where there's harm and where there's freedom from harm. That could be the entirety of our practice. And it's interesting, you know, when we're extending these wishes of kindness towards ourselves or towards others, we're really extending wishes for protection from harm, safety, freedom from harm. And, you know, that would bring about tremendous change in our own hearts when they're free from harm and in the world around us as people felt wow, I'm not going to come to any harm from this person because their intentions towards me are, are wholeheartedly good. And then, you know, sometimes in these practices, what we notice is the opposite comes up or concerns about harm, about how we don't feel friendly or we don't feel safe. And that too is really important information because what it's doing for us is it's providing us, you know, there's a way in which the longer we do these practices, the more of that kind of information becomes available. At first, maybe we're seeing the more obvious kinds of harm or freedom from harm. For example, towards ourselves. Let's say one of the more obvious uh, forms that we might start to notice are is our self-judgment. So we can start to notice, wow, you know, I'm so hard on myself or it's so painful when I judge myself, and I don't feel safe when I judge myself. Or we could start to notice, um, wow, I'm perfectionistic. You know, I expect everything about my practice or everything about my work life or everything about my relationships to always feel pleasant and be great. And, you know, so we notice, oh, that attitude in itself is making me feel less safe, is, is making me feel kind of some degree of harm. Even sometimes if we take attitudes where we're defending ourselves, like uh, one that I was reflecting on the other day is how we can sometimes kind of get so tired we give up on something. We give up on a person. We give up on something about ourselves. And when we do that, that is actually also harmful. You know, we're not really giving up when we say, oh, I don't care anymore. We do care. <laughs> and then, you know, we have this inner sense of unease. So this study of what what is uh, harm and what is free from harm, what is protection from harm, what is safe and what is not safe, is in a way the discernment that we're trying to develop in all of our mindfulness practice and the discernment that these beautiful qualities of heart and mind can show us, you know, as we practice kindness, as we practice compassion, as we practice sympathetic joy, and as equanimity tends to arise, we can experience awareness itself in those states as benevolent, as, you know, safe, as feeling the attention, the kind attention that we're giving things is supportive. It's really growing our ability to be free from suffering. 
Um, and we have nothing to fear from noticing when something is not feeling safe or is not feeling um, free of harm because that's information. Our minds are amazing. They give us information all the time about what's what. And sometimes I, I've learned to think even of worry. Worry is a, a signal from the mind to the mind. Like we're sending ourselves information like, hmm, something's not quite sitting right with me here. So if I notice worry, I'm like, okay, what is it that's not sitting quite right? Same with anger. You know, what is it that's not sitting quite right? We don't have to get so caught in the emotion itself as we could kind of open the heart to the information that it contains for us. And in doing that, to find where harm lies and where protection from harm lies. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that each of you has many of your own reflections, your own meanings for this. And um, I'm, you know, thinking that this time to reflect together in the breakout groups will be uh, possibly a great opportunity to inspire one another and to kind of notice what's in there for you, what what feels safe or unsafe, what how does awareness feel or mindfulness feel, what happens in when you extend wishes of safety in this loving kindness practice to yourself. What happens when you extend wishes of safety to someone else or to a group of people? There's so much in here. So as we go into the breakout groups, um, as always, it's often helpful to just say one brief idea at a time, because by going around the circle and hearing each voice um, and having multiple rounds, more, you know, more richness develops in the discussion because you you already know what you think, maybe. You know all of what you may think, but you don't know what somebody else may come up with. And sometimes I found like, wow, that is really profound. That's really interesting what they said. Or, oh, I wasn't seeing that in myself. Um, so uh, that's one benefit to just doing these brief little shares. And then speaking from your own experience, no need to comment on anyone else's, no need to give advice. Just speak from your own, listen carefully to theirs, and see what happens in you as you do that. Also, in terms of group safety, as always, feel free to say something that will help you feel safe in the group. If there's some particular thing you want to request from the group, say it when you say your name, you know, so that you can uh, feel safer. Like, my name's Liz. I'm feeling very vulnerable tonight. So I'll share this, but I'm feeling a little, you know, I might cry or something. And so please um, be gentle <laughs> in listening to me. So, you know, that's just an example. I actually feel fine this evening. So uh, with that, I'll send you to your rooms. And if there isn't someone else in your room, please remain there for a moment and I'll find you and I'll put you in another room. Uh, I am not sure whether the timer is right. Let me just take a look and make sure. Ah, it's a little incorrect. So um, we'll come back in about 10 minutes. Please enjoy them. Welcome back. 
We now have about nine minutes for any sharing um, of something you learned, some inspiration you encountered, anything about uh, freedom from harm, protection from harm, safety that came up for you. You can feel free to unmute if you're not visible on screen, or you can uh, raise your hand, your Zoom hand. Yes, please go ahead, Michael, and then uh, Serena. Oh, Michael, are you there? We come back from the Zoom on on phones. We come back from the Zoom rooms on uh, unmuted. Okay, so um, we all appreciated the. meditation on safety and yeah i know it's really big for me and i always begin my meta practice with the intention of may i be safe and and also when i send it to other people when i'm pedaling around town i always wish them safety it's like a universal so deep bows for um the sweet uh meditation this evening Lovely. Thank you. I'm glad that was helpful to you. And I love the idea of pedaling around town and offering safety. It's wonderful. Uh, Serena, please. Thank you. So um, uh, for a couple of days, I, I was experiencing interstates that were not safety from harm. Actually, there were uh, interstates um states of mind and emotions that were very dark and hopeless and helpless. So, um, I mean, I, I did continue to do the, um, you know, the mindfulness, you know, I showed up anyway and I took the next action that I needed to take anyway. And, um, and actually, somebody was very thoughtful and called me from the group, which was really very caring and very thoughtful. And I really appreciate it made a huge difference to have this person call me. Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge that, that, uh, that, you know, that sensitivity in this person to recognize that I might be in trouble. Mm, and so, uh, so I, I wanted you to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And then I just wanted to, um, to, um, you know, how does one deal with, with that kind of thinking when it does arise? Mm-hmm. You know, cause I think that that was the question I wanted to ask the other night when I didn't get a chance to ask. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's such an important question. So sometimes we, you know, any of us could get into a corner or kind of a very dark place in our thinking. And if we can catch the earlier thoughts, um, sometimes we can tell ourselves it's not true or it's just a thought or, you know, that's thinking. But often we get caught by something like this so strongly 
that we may need support from someone else. Like I appreciate the a group a member of this group reached out and that you found that very helpful. Sometimes we need support and we need to look at where in our lives we can uh, have that support. Um, sometimes it's not from our family member or friends. Sometimes it could be from a counselor or a therapist or even a hotline if we're really in a tough place um, to call and just talk it out. But I want to salute the courage that it takes to acknowledge that it's going on and to say it out loud to someone else. Because that is a way that we protect ourselves is by saying, look, I feel really dark. I feel really desperate. I don't feel safe. I want somebody to know about this. Um, that is very important. So um, your question is a very deep one, and it's one that I care about. And, you know, in this format, it, I can't uh, give you everything I'd like to be able to give you because this is too short. Um, but I wonder, Serena, as you hear those things, um, how is that landing for you? And I appreciate seeing a heart go up in the group. You know, other other people here care. Yeah, thank you. I th- I thank you. Actually, I found out through this person calling that there you actually can make an appointment with a teacher. That there's a way of making an appointment with a teacher, which I did not know about. So he did send me that link. So Great. I just wanted, yeah. So that was that was really um, good to know that you can make an appointment with a teacher. Yes. So for others to know as well, <clears throat> on the Insight Meditation Center website, if you go to the home page, on the right hand side, there's a little column of stuff called What's New. Toward the bottom of that column are individual practice discussions with IMC teachers. And there are about seven, it varies, five to seven of us that post regular times throughout the month um, that you can sign up for. And that's a a very good way to uh, get, be able to talk your practice through, especially if you're having a tough time. So thank you, Serena. Really appreciate it. And thank I you. Wish you well. Thank you. Uh, so Carolyn or Caroline, not sure how you pronounce it. Thank you, Liz. Uh, just shout out to um, Kim, who wasn't able to finish our thoughts in our group, um, but I thought ended in such an important uh, note that. The takeaway really is that wishing safety for others is a purifying exercise for ourselves. We can see when uh, we don't create safety for others and therefore, of course, for ourselves. Because, you know, if we're practicing, then our not so wholesome behaviors are going to wig us out as well, right? Uh, so I'm very grateful um, for Nancy to have invited me to come tonight. I didn't even know this was going on because I'm ADHD and so I don't read anything you know, in terms of headlines. <laughs> and I'm really grateful. Thank you for, for hosting this. Yeah, and, and thank I'm you. In for- the, I'm, 
I'm also in the eight month uh, course and uh, really appreciated your Sunday talk. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I really appreciate the, uh, you're bringing this in this connection between safety inside and safety outside and how they really relate to one another. If we're creating unsafe conditions outside, you know, towards others, it's also unsafe inside. So profound. That's such an important insight. Thank you for that. We have one last minute. So if if one more person wants to put something into the room, you're welcome to do that. Yes, Jerry. So thanks again uh, for the comments of everyone here and in uh, my group. But uh, also to you, Liz, the comment I guess I would say is um, uh, my best friend from med school, his wife died recently of COVID. And um, he's pretty, he's an obstetrician, he's pretty um, defended. But uh, I just uh, told them that I was coming to the city he lived in, Ottawa, and I was going to stay in a hotel and uh, work from there. And um, I said, you know, look, uh, uh, if you have time, we'll go for walks, we'll talk. And uh, she died as I was um, uh, traveling there on the plane, but I was glad to be there. The, um, and I wasn't, I didn't, he doesn't talk very much, but uh, he wrote me today thanking me for just being there for him during this very difficult uh, life change. So it's... Um, Sometimes all you have to do is just be there, not like the intent and not necessarily talking. Beautiful. Yeah, that's great. And what a beautiful note to end on. One of the forms of safety we can extend to people is just by showing up and paying attention. That is so, so, such a good example of kindness. So I wish everybody that kind of kindness in our lives and Thank you for being here to share it with each other and radiate it out to other people. So you can unmute if you'd like to say goodnight. Thank you. Good night. Thank, Thank you, Liz. Liz. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. Stay well. Thank you so much. Good night. Be well, everybody. Thanks, Liz. Good night. Love those hearts. <laughs>